This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. These are weird times for the pirates because I can say with a straight face that this guy who's absolutely annihilating the baseball in spring training really, really needs to go. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll be able to check out. Pirates beat the Red Sox yesterday in Fort Myers, Florida. That's JetBlue Park where the Red Sox play by a score of 9-4. to four. And they hit the ball again really hard. And Adam Frazier went 2-5 for five with a couple of doubles and three RBIs and had his spring average drop to 577. He is 15 for 26 midway through grapefruit ball and shows no sign whatsoever of abating. And if you'll recall, heading into this spring, Frazier was, at least in my estimation, but I don't think I was alone, a lock to be traded. He is a guy that uh, may be the last guy left on the roster that you could see Ben Charrington moving in exchange for prospects as part of his continual building up of the system. The problem was, at least as I understood it, as recently as early February, is that a lot of teams got scared off by Frazier dropping off the way he did in 2020, which of course gave him something in common with everyone on his roster. He batted 230, uh, really didn't come alive with any kind of pop until near the end of that 60-game schedule, and by then there really wasn't any chance at rescuing the overall numbers. But the truth is Frazier's offensive history is spotty. He has done this thing that he's doing now in Bradenton, even in the regular season. You might remember a couple of years ago, 2019, in May and June, where he just went ballistic, just murdered everything that came his way. And it lasted for about a week and a half, National League Player of the Week, all that stuff. And then, then he isn't that. And whenever it happens, and I know because I've asked him this myself, he's always talking about hand movement. 
well, I did this with my hands. At the time, he gave his dad credit for noticing something different that he was doing with his hands. Well, if you do this with your hands, you keep them together, spread them apart, move them up, move them down. Uh, he tried a lot of different things, and every time it's something related to the hands. But then he tends to fade away. If you don't try to trade him now, and I'm I'm at least close to certain that Charrington's doing that, then you're probably making a significant mistake. Because with all due respect to everything that Frazier is, he's not part of what's going to be built here. Uh, he's too far along in his career. 28 years old, he's, he's not going to be within this group. So you want to move him and you want to get maximum take for him. Um, that I can understand, and I said so at the time, would be challenging under the other circumstances. But now, when you see teams like the Mets and other teams, especially the Mets since they lost Robbie Cano, need a second baseman. And if you take Frazier's offense and combine it with the fact that he's been a Gold Glove finalist two years in a row, you would think that would not be the toughest sell on the market. You would think that there'd be somebody willing to come through for you here. Now, teams don't readily give away prospect packages for second baseman, especially not someone that's not, you know, of star quality. So you shouldn't expect anything even close to what Charrington was able to get, let's say, for Joe Musgrove, or for that matter, even Jameson Tyone, because there's nothing more precious in the entire industry than starting pitching. There's nothing even close. Like, second place on this list is a mile down. But you can get something, and you should get something, and you should do it at maximum value. And there isn't just one reason for that. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at the North Shore Tavern. That's the sister companion restaurant to Mike's Beer Bar, right next to each other on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. It's the home of Steak on a Stone. I'm sure, or at least I'm relatively sure, that you've heard people around here talking about that. They bring you the steak on an actual stone, an 800-degree stone. It's not all the way cooked. You finish it. You cut it up and spread it out on that stone however it is that you'd like. It's an experience in addition to being a great meal. It's also a place for Pirates fans. North Shore Tavern is the only Pirates bar around I think, on the planet, and I still haven't had anybody refute me on that one. Pay them a visit, North Shore Tavern. The other reason that you want to move Frazier and that you want to move him now is because you'll otherwise enter the regular season with one too many middle infielders. And you either can't or don't want to move the other ones. And I'll lay that out for you. The Pirates 
per their words, entered spring training with a three-man competition for shortstop. I never took that seriously. To me, it was always going to be Kevin Newman's job to lose. Newman's done well. It's going to be Newman's job. That doesn't mean Eric Gonzalez won't be involved. I'm sure he will. Eric Gonzalez can play anywhere, really, with his defensive abilities. And Short will be one of those, but Kevin Newman's going to start out there. They haven't announced that. I'm saying that. But you're also left with the Cole Tucker problem. And I think it's safe to call it a problem at this point. Love the kid. Love his makeup. Love his personality. Was reminded of that again when I was down there early in spring training. Love his athleticism. Love his glove. Uh, love his want to in the field. He's got some Jack Wilson in him with how hard he works at his craft on defense. He's got to hit the ball. That, that's it. it. It is nothing else to discuss as it relates to Cole Tucker. And he's got to hit it at this level. He's got to hit it in the majors. He can't go back to Indy. You know, once Indy actually has a team, which is going to take another month, if you're not aware of that. In the meantime, there will be another one of those satellite camps. Cole Tucker's got to be in the majors. He's got to get plate appearances, even if they are miserable failures. And there's a possibility that'll happen. There's a possibility he'll he'll hit 200 again. He'll have a bunch of soft content. He'll he'll swing at bad pitches. He'll swing off balance. He's a project. He's a project for Rick Eckstein and the hitting staff. But he's a worthwhile project. He's someone you want on your team. And if you can have him on your team as a productive player, I I, I don't feel comfortable saying what I'm about to say because it's going to sound like I'm overstating it, but this guy could be a really, really big deal for the Pittsburgh Pirates on and off the field. He's something. He's special. Uh, he's one of those people that uh, fans and viewers and uh, people who even just pay peripheral attention to the Pirates can really gravitate to. You want him to make the team. Uh, I'm not saying that so that he can sell tickets or whatever, but let's not pretend that that's not part of it in Pittsburgh. It is. You know, low-revenue team, et cetera, et cetera. Cole Tucker, you root for, but he's got to get out there. And to me, you can't just throw a month of that away. So you don't trade Adam Frazier to create space for Cole Tucker, but it's a secondary reason. It's a secondary benefit to Frazier being gone. You still want max value for Frazier or reasonable value or something that you feel genuinely makes your system better because that is and has been and will remain for the foreseeable future the priority, and it should be. But there's this other little benefit that you can get from that, and, and I think 
it'd be worthwhile. I say none of this, by the way, with any joy. I, I like Adam Frazier. I, I respect what he's done with his career, bouncing around from position to position and then embracing second base to the extreme that he'd be a Gold Glove finalist two years in a row. And as Brian Reynolds uh, once admonished me for saying in front of Frazier, referring to him as a Gold Glove finalist, Reynolds was sitting in the next stall and he looked up and he uh, said, no, that should have been his. Golden glove. The Gold Glove should have been his. And there are metrics that would support that. He's a self-made, hard-working player. He's the kind of guy that if he were three, four, five years younger, you'd love to have as part of the future of the Pirates. As it is, he can contribute a lot to the future of the Pirates with the value that he gets in trade return. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for just one question, and today's question is either an excellent attempt at humor or unduly cynical. It comes from Mike, and he asks, even the Pirates couldn't screw up this pick, could they? Well, let's, rather than revisiting the past decade and change of the Pirates' draft picks, meaning pretty much everyone since Daniel Moskos and Tony Sanchez. And for as robustly as I criticized Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark, and still do on occasion, what I have always given them credit for is that when it was their turn to draft with their very, very high picks... They didn't blow it. You could go right through the whole list, and you're not going to find like one of those real crushers. Um, if you want to, you know, point to Pedro Alvarez being taken rather than Buster Posey, you're doing revisionist history. Uh, everyone in baseball, everyone in baseball, expected Pedro to be Pittsburgh's choice. Doesn't mean he shouldn't have been. And actually, as I've shared previously there were some in the pirates own room that wanted posey pedro of course went second tampa bay went first but everyone had known in advance the rays weren't going to be spending on a scott boris guy so the pirates really de facto had the first overall pick but posey lasted until fourth when the giants took him that's it. I, I can't come up with another where I just go, whoa, that was just so bad. Um, they haven't all been winners either. But they weren't bad at drafting in the first round, especially when 
the obvious pick was jumping up and down in front of them holding a neon sign. So setting history aside, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I mean, there's there's Kumar Rocker pitching the other night for Vanderbilt. 14 strikeouts in eight innings. And my social media feed is getting filled with, the Pirates better take this guy, got to take this guy, nothing's going to mess this up, they're not going to take somebody else, whatever. And I'm, when I'm asking them, have you seen the other guy? They don't even know who I'm talking about. Have you seen the other guy? No, what do, what do you mean? What other guy? Something, something nutting. <laughs> so the next day, Jack Leiter, also in Vanderbilt's rotation, merciless rotation, by the way, to have at the college level. Jack Leiter pitches. This was still against South Carolina, which is one of the better teams in the SEC. This wasn't like they ran into some pushover. And all Leiter does is throw 16 strikeouts to Kumar's 14, and, oh, by the way, hurl a no-hitter. And so he makes national news, and all of his pitches start showing up on the Ninja account on Twitter, and and everyone's like, I, I, I'm going to save these. I swear to you, I'm going to frame them, these, these, these tweets that I'm getting from people that say, Pirates better take this guy. They're going to be cheapskates and take somebody else. And the, the same tweets came in. And I would say, did you see what the guy the night before did? No, what guy? Something, something nutting. <laughs> what a dialogue this is going to be. Uh, I don't believe that the Pirates can screw this up. I also don't believe that Ben Charrington and his staff have been in place for longer than 14 months, so maybe they should be free of history that preceded them, whether it was good or whether it was bad. There's time. There's time to watch both of these kids pitch down there. It's going to be a blast. And when it's the Pirates' turn to pick, I don't think you're going to know in advance who the player will be, but just imagine if both of them keep pitching like this, the kind of suspense and debates and discussion, and actual baseball talk that people around here could engage in. Thanks so much to everybody uh, for listening to this and to my cynical man, Mike, for that fine question. We'll have another daily shot of Pirates tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career-ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.